What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. We have a Monday rundown on a Tuesday. Sean and I talked about golf today. A little bit of Tiger Woods, and then after that, we talked about the most recent tournament, gave you a prediction for the next one. Following that, we talked NBA, Knicks, Nets, and All-Star. Then after that, we talked Yankees. So follow us on Twitter at SorrySports, on Instagram, Sorry underscore sports. Check out the website, SorrySports.com. Sean is going to be writing a ton of articles for us soon. I promise you that. I got on them for today, and enjoy the pod. everybody and welcome back to the sorry to interrupt podcast monday rundown on a tuesday night after our full in-depth nba pod last week it's been an eventful day already tom how you doing man what's up my friend hopefully things are better down there for you um ted Cruz has come back so i'm sure everything is okay yeah obviously we're thrilled um <laughs> now everything's better dude um 70s in texas what 79 yesterday? today 79 today Back to back to normal. Good to hear. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. How's everything up there? Everything's all right. We had a little bit of snow yesterday. It was the the wor- my least favorite type of snow. Um, and by the way, for everybody that was following with the conspiracy theories that uh, the snow was you know different in Texas and all this shit, do a little research. Snow doesn't snow doesn't melt to water when you hit it with a fucking flame. It turns to vapor. Okay. Yeah, and also uh, everybody bringing generators and uh, heating devices in to that are meant to be outdoors. Not a great idea. Probably going to kill yourself unless that was what they were hoping to achieve. Natural selection, my friend. <laughs> and you, you have your uh, you have your stance on the people here in Texas. And let me tell you, great state. Uh, I'd l- I listen. I'm going to be visiting you. I just bought a new set of irons. Uh, I'm looking to play them, so maybe I'll be hopping a plane soon. We got to get go. you a set of golf clubs first. Uh, I will take care of that. Um, but yeah, I- I'm glad that you're safe and sound. Um, Thanks. Heat's back. Everything's back, I hope. Heat's back. Water's back. Hot water's back. Just got that today. Huge. So now we're locked and loaded, man. Freezing cold showers. Unless no you're good. like your boy uh, Kramer, who, t- who only takes cold showers. <laughs> no, I can't say I endorse that. Um, yeah, not not doing any of that. But uh, appreciate, your, appreciate your words. And everybody out in Texas that still doesn't have everything, I hope you get it ASAP. And you guys are all right. Um Dude, we were going to just do a regular rundown today, and some crazy news dropped, what, late morning, early afternoon, depending on where you are. Yep. Tiger Woods involved in a serious car accident. Uh, single I car believe, accident. Which a single you always, car accident. You always raise an eyebrow at that. Um, to be honest, you know, you know how big of a Tiger fan I am. I watched uh, the press conference on Twitter a few, probably about 30 minutes ago, just to be a little more informed. Single car accident. Uh, apparently, this road, people speed down it a lot. It is um, a massive curve, and if there's a little, the, the road's a little slick, you can slip off. Um, Tiger, I, I believe he had a shattered ankle and two fractures in his leg. So, yeah, that's um, the most current event 
first of all, I hope Tiger is okay. That that was obviously the first thought in everybody's mind. Um, thank goodness that he no one else was harmed in this accident. Second thought was, God, I hope for him that he was not under the influence of anything and maybe he just didn't know the road or was speeding a little bit and just made a mistake. And my third thought was, well, uh, that Masters talk that he had um, with, um, who was it, Nance? Uh, Jim Nance, yeah. On Sunday. That's just about out the window. He seemed pretty pessimistic that he was going to be able to do it anyway because he has an impending back surgery, his fifth, I believe. Um, and he and he said, you know, I've only got one back, kind of tongue-in-cheek. He was golfing with D. Wade. D. Wade posted that. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, man, when I first heard it, before I heard any kind of specifics, my heart just skipped a beat, and I immediately thought of Kobe. Um, hmm. Because you hear single car crash, and you don't really know what that is, and then you hear there's terminology being used by the local authorities saying they grabbed him from the jaws of life, meaning that his life was in severe jeopardy. And for a little bit there, it was dicey as to, I mean, is this, uh, is this a critical situation? It might be critical on his life. You hope he, he doesn't need any kind of crazy surgery and Alex Smith kind of deal or anything like that. Hopefully We're still not. waiting. But that was the first thing that came to my mind, and, and I'm Absolutely. so happy that that is not the case. Yeah, same here. After watching the press conference, um, the officer kind of made it sound like it wasn't a critical situation that it was a bad car accident and he's lucky to be alive thankfully he was driving in a nice car that was safe but um fully conscious and the only reason why the officer didn't pull him out and they did get the jaws of life was because he was worried about further injuring him um if he did think it was a life-threatening situation he would have pulled him right out of the car then but he remained conscious and uh coherent so that is good to hear um now that he is going to live, clearly, hopefully he can make a full recovery. Don't know if he'll ever play golf again. Don't really care at this point. It would be nice to see him play. Uh, my only thought right now is let's just hope that the tox reports come back clean so he doesn't have another incident that he right. did a few years back when he was – he wasn't drunk, but he was on a lot of uh, – quite a, a, a cocktail uh, of drugs. Pills, yeah, yeah. and that was, that was the second thing that came to my mind was – you, re- you remember those mug shots uh, mm-hmm. of him after he was pulled over and detained for That was like 2017, I think. Man, I tell you, he's had some unbelievable lows. And as high as his highs are and him getting back to the top in 2019, winning the Masters, which that's going on almost two full years ago now. It feels like 10, but it, it was recent. And you kind of think, okay, he's climbed all the way back. And, and now for something like this and – you kind of felt like he was at peace with everything, right? He won that Masters. I don't think he really necessarily cares about how many more he wins. I think he'd like to get to that magic number and surpass Nicholas. But I think, you know, you hear about how Justin Thomas talked about him today. And he, he considers him a huge friend, not only a, a hero growing up. And that reminds me a lot of what Kobe was, too, in, in his later years. You know, he was absolutely hated by teammates and by opponents and he was kind of an albatross and that was kind of what tiger was he was very surly on the course and not necessarily great to fans and it seemed like he was really enjoying this kind of second part of his life um and it was just, it, it was incredibly sad what happened today but thank god he's he's gonna survive this and whatever happens in his future golf career if there is one you know that'll just be icing on the cake absolutely um 
thoughts and I guess prayers go out to Tiger. Hopefully he's all right. Moving on to the next golf thing. Uh, Sean, I was very excited this weekend. My favorite golfer. I have a little bit of a top five, but my favorite golfer <laughs> won this week, and that is Max Homa winning at Riviera. Um, somewhat of a he's like. 50-50. The Golf Channel doesn't give him any play, nor do any of the major networks, but people that follow golf know him because he goes on all these podcasts. He has a podcast with Shane Bacon, um, and he just seems like the man, like one of the coolest guys ever. He is my favorite golfer. I mean, him, Zach Blair, another unknown golfer, Tony Finau, Brooks, and Tommy Fleetwood's my foreign guy. Those are my guys. So it was a tough Sunday because top five Tony was in the mix, went into a playoff against Max. But I got to be honest, I was rooting for Max. I think Tony's going to get his. We can talk about this week at, um, I forgot what the name of the course is in Florida. I think Tony's going to win it, though. That's all I'm going to give you. I'm not giving you a foursome this week. I'm just saying Tony Finau is going to win this tournament, and I have gambled on it. But super happy for Max Homa. He's been super vocal about his struggles with mental health and his game's been up and down and whatnot, but he seems like he's really in a good place, and I think he's just fine in his stride. He's going to be a probably top 30 golfer in my book for the years to come. That's fucking awesome, man, and it's always cool to see a he player that's like not nearly well-known. Like, yeah. Like, like, honestly, I feel like if I DM'd him and, and was genuine, he might even come on our pod. Maybe I will. I think he you seems should. like that kind of guy, and he'd just shoot the shit. I mean, he's and he'd probably play around with you. Absolutely, he seems like the type of guy where he'd be if he was doing nothing, and I Instagrammed him, and we were in the same town. He'd be like, "Yeah, I'll come play." Yeah, that's pretty dope, and that I like. I like to hear that, and especially you know, for me as a novice about players on the tour. I mean, I know the big names, obviously, everybody does, but to hear somebody like this coming kind of out of the out of the woodwork and and discovering himself enough to battle those mental health demons and win a win a championship here i mean i think that's really cool and i can understand why just hearing a little bit from people talking about this past weekend yourself included i can see why he's such a rootable and likable guy yeah i mean it's huge for him it's his second win on tour obviously it's a ton of financial security three years exemption so he'll be on the tour for at least the next three years i think he's got a bright future ahead of him and he's going back to the masters next year so that's a lot of big stuff uh i'm a huge fan um and that's pretty much it for for pga uh like i mentioned next week i have tony finau winning okay that's good to apparently know. That's good to know. it is one of the uh one of the toughest courses in um in florida this this uh this tournament coming up next week um so it'll be interesting to see i i did a little research on it and supposedly the greens are as a lot of golfers like to use the word diabolical um <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting to see it is the workday championship um i believe who won last year was that morikawa won last year um and this year it was played uh, last year at um, Jack's Course. I forgot what the fucking name of that place is. Mirfield Village. Uh, this year it's going down to Florida um, at the concession. This place is called. If you guys want to look it up, um, 
And, and I'm really excited for it. It's going to have a big field. All the big guys are playing. And I got Tony Finau winning. This isn't the yips Tony, okay? He played an incredible <laughs> round. Max just kind of outplayed him, although he missed a three-footer on 18. He made two incredible shots, that being Max Homa. One from the bunker on 10 that pretty much saved his round. And then an amazing shot from behind a tree that nobody thought he could even do with a hooded, as they say, gap wedge. That uh, If you haven't seen the shot, go look it up. Even for a person that doesn't follow golf, and by the way, I'm done with golf in two seconds for people who don't care. Go look it up, and you'll even think that shot's incredible. Um, all right, you ready to talk NBA? I'm fucking ready, man, but you had to have your minute. We haven't done golf in a bit, so that was yes. your time to shine. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, all right, let's talk some NBA here. Um, the All-Star – do you want – let's talk Knicks and Nets. Um, both teams right now are – I mean, the Nets are obviously a far superior team this year, but both teams are rolling right now. The Knicks, as I checked the standings last night, I can check again for you right now, are in the are they're in the they're in the um, playoffs. I think believe they're a seven seed. Yeah, I think they are. Um... Yes, yeah, seven seed at fifteen and sixteen, just behind the Boston Celtics at fifteen and fifteen. They're if the rolling. Season were to end today, the Knicks and Nets would play each other. Wow. Well, the the Knicks. Well, actually, the the Nets would or the Knicks would be in a play-in tournament. True, true, true. That's right. But I always got to remember that. The Nets are in second place. The Knicks are in seventh. We'll start off with the Knicks just because I'm running this thing and I want to. Um, <laughs> I mean, listen, if they play a game, you like the sound of your voice today, man. <laughs> Here's the thing with the Knicks when I watch them this season. If they play a team that they're supposed to beat, they beat them. And other teams, it's a surprise because they they can beat anybody in the league. And that's a fun place to be as a Knicks fan during a rebuild. Obviously it is. And this has been a really fun first half that's coming to a close next week. And I think one of the most impressive wins they've had all season was Sunday night. They have a huge lead against Minnesota, a Minnesota team that ended up firing its coach. They didn't have Cat. They didn't have D'Angelo Russell. And the, Did you see that Anthony Edwards dunk, by the way? Oh, A couple filthy. days ago? I, Nasty. Unreal. He just took that guy's soul. Yeah. Um, but the Knicks are leading. They're coasting. You think, yeah, this is not going to be a tough game. Minnesota blows. You know, you pack it in and, and call it a night, get those starters out of there early. But slowly but surely, Minnesota starts to mount a pretty sizable comeback to the point where the Knicks almost lost. I believe they only won by three. But the reason that I say that was such an impressive win from somebody not as a Knicks fan is that's a game they have been losing every time over the last few years. And that was a coaching win. Tibbs was not going to let them lose. And even though I saw Minnesota coming back, I was texting Frenchie, actually, because he's like, I can't believe we're going to fucking blow this. I'm like... Tibbs ain't going to let it happen. Like, he's just not going to let it happen. And, and, that, and, it, and it turned out to be, that's a big win. I mean, you guys are not great enough where you're going to blow a team out by 40 necessarily, even when you're leading by a lot. But to hold on to that game, get the win, that just changes so much. Because can you imagine the energy or the, the negative energy that would have permeated through that locker room and, and then those players' minds after that bad loss to Orlando last week, that if they blew that game to one of the worst teams, the worst team in the league, uh, that it, it changed everything for me. That's a huge win. Yeah, I completely agree with you because those compiling those two losses is a way to send a t- season into a tailspin. I, it, it, and you've seen it happen on on many of occasions. Yeah, I was I was incredibly impressed with that 
with that win. Timberwolves suck. We went over the league last week, so we really don't have to do that again this week. Let's talk about your netters. They are a half game out of first place, fully clicking. Kyrie and Harden are playing amazing. Uh, is KD, like, he's in and out, right? Yeah, he's missing his fifth straight game tonight with a little tightness in his hamstring. And they said they do hope Understandably to Understandably so the with the Achilles, right? That and the fact that, you know, he's been so inconsistent with his playing time. He He's missed time this year twice due to COVID protocols. He then obviously has had some of his maintenance days where he doesn't play. So he really hasn't gotten in a rhythm and that hamstring can get a little tender, especially getting it hot for a few days. It's warmed up, it's ready to play. And then you're, then you're sit, but it, it's all about, is he fully a hundred percent by the time the playoffs happen? Exactly. I was just going to say that you beat me to it. Who cares? Because these two guys are absolutely carrying this team. Um, it matters when they get to the playoffs. And Harden, we've seen it over the past, seems like 10 years. Harden can carry a team in the regular season. He just needs help when it comes to playoffs, whether it be clutch or whether it be him getting tired. And then Kyrie almost is like an added bonus because he is a man on fire. I mean, that win against the Lakers, it was like him and Harden were just trading buckets and just trying to show off for each other. Yeah, and the Clipper game, too. I think yeah. Harden had 38 and Kyrie had 28. And you guys are on a five-game, uh, six-game six. winning streak, including five on this West Coast swing. I think it was a statement for the season, and you want to talk about how things could have gone sideways. It was two weeks ago today that they got blown out by the Detroit Pistons, and DeAndre Jordan's getting barked at by Harden and Nash. Kyrie says we're an average team and that had been after a couple weeks of hey you know we're just trying to figure it out you know we got to get better defensively a lot of talk but very little action there were there were little snippets of hey this looks like it's starting to click on all cylinders and then you'd have a game like that to go on the west coast trip because it's also the first time they've really all been together on a road trip, which we know historically with championship caliber teams those are huge bonding experiences regardless of the sport the fact that we're able to go 5-0 and against a Suns team that had won six in a row and nine of ten, the Lakers, who I know the Jazz have the best record in the West, but the Lakers, even without AD, are great. LeBron's on an MVP tirade. And then the Clippers for the second time this year. Those are huge wins. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about the Lakers. They've kind of sucked lately. Um, they lost to the Wizards uh, last night, I believe. Um, and, and I just don't think they have enough firepower without AD. But again, we're talking about the Nets right now. They look like they're starting to click even without KD. And then to be able to insert him back into the starting lineup is going to be amazing. But the thing I want to talk about, because you know Kyrie, who's playing at, ama- at an amazing level, and Harden's going to do that are going to do that, but their ancillary pieces are really starting to find uh, their roles. I mean, Harris is playing amazingly. He must be like a pig in shit right now just because every (laughs) shot for him is fucking, is a warm-up. Jeff Green has had some moments. He's looked really good. I've had some, I've been watching a lot of nuts, a lot of Tyler Johnson sightings. Yeah. And Shamet, Shamet, Shamit, not Shamet. Shamit is starting to knock down shots as well, which is huge for him, including the defense. And then this other guy who, I don't know if it's Steve Nash or it's uh, D'Antoni, whoever decided to make him a fucking center 
somehow, where he is in a pick and roll with James Harden or Kyrie Irving to where he's listed as a shooting guard. He can roll to the basket oh, and then Bruce make... Brown. Yeah, Brown Jr., whatever his name is. He can either go for a dunk, go for a layup, or still be able to dribble and make a decision on his own. He's been playing really well, too. He's He had a lot of run last year with the Pistons. He was starting, and the Nets traded Zan and Musa, who's now out of the league and playing overseas for him in the beginning of the once trades were being able to made be able to made happen um early this offseason and it was such another shrewd move by marks because he does have that bully type of basketball where he has he's a guard because of his ball handling skills but he's literally playing center for you guys sometimes i know yeah and he's because he doesn't he'll rebound in traffic he's he's not a three-point shooter at all but he's really good on some floaters and some tight window layups and he's always able to find guys. It's another one of those really nice little pieces to have that most championship teams have. Tyler Johnson, I've always been a fan of. You don't want him being a major part of your team, but he comes off the bench and can hit threes and, again, can handle the ball and control the offense. I like that lefty stroke. Um, Harris has had an unbelievable year, like you said. Shamit's a huge piece because you need him in that second unit, and you know they're going to upgrade at some other places too. So it's nice to see these guys finally finding out how to play. But you watch Harden, man. We know this, but his playmaking is stupid. Yeah, I mean, he never really had anybody like this to, to dish the ball to, but you always knew he was a great passer. And he just has an incredible feel for the offensive side of the game. I mean, he might be the best offensive player in basketball. Unfortunately, he's a turnstile on defense. And if I hear one more person say, well, his post defense isn't that bad, get the fuck out of here. Just because he's stronger than the guy posting him up and he decided to play defense on one possession, leave me alone. Um it's the same with Kyrie. People are like, well, when Kyrie tries, it's like, no, they're both god-awful on defense. But they can make stops when they have to late in games, which they've done down the stretch in some of these close games. And that's really all that matters. They People say, like, no, no championship team has as bad as defense. Well, no championship team has ever had as good of offense. You really just have to make stops late in games, and they've been able to do that. And that's what's going to dictate how far they go in the postseason. Absolutely. You ready to talk All-Stars? Real fast, just want to say, welcome back to the Garden Barclays for fans. First night back with the games. Yes, exciting. I'd like to get out to C1. Unfortunately, you're in Texas. Uh, I don't know the closest NBA team to you. Uh, probably the Rockets? Dallas and Dallas. Actually, San Antonio is the closest. Yeah, well, maybe go see a Spurs game. See what Pop's got for you. Um, there you go. We're going to run down the starters real quick, as we talked about last week. I don't think me and you had any qualms with them. Uh, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, LeBron, Kawhi, and Nikola. I'd prefer to see Dame in that starting spot over Luka, but the numbers are pretty comparable, and Luka's going to get that foreign vote. Um, and then Eastern Conference, Kyrie, Brad Beal, KD, who was a captain, and LeBron was a captain on the other side, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. Uh, you ready for the reserves, my friend? Let's talk about them. All right, Eastern Conference. Let's run down it first. Your boy James Harden, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Julius Irving slash Chamberlain <laughs> slash Russell slash every other All right, that's <laughs> Abdul Jabbar, Randall, Nikola uh, Vucevic, Ben Simmons, and Zach Levine. Sean. Any qualms with this at all? 
No. And mm. um, I, I know there's probably going to be a lot of questions about um, Vucevic. Sorry, he's been amazing. He's been really good, and Orlando's been hot lately. Absolutely. I, feel, I feel similarly to him as I do about Randall, who you know on our pod last week I was proclaiming he should be an all-star. And I'm so happy he was. I'll let you continue to talk about it as long as you don't throw any more Hall of Fame names in there. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I, I said everything I had to say. I, apolo- right, I, I went through my apology last week, and, and I talked about everything I had to talk about. He's deserving. And, and honestly, I wouldn't even put him in the same conversation as Vooch because you know what? The Knicks are in the fucking playoffs right now. You know, I know that the Magic suck and they're a 12 seed. Vooch deserved to made it, make it off his numbers alone. But, I mean, Randall, he's carrying this team to a playoff run right now. Well, Orlando has been really hot since the All-Star balloting True. really started to pick up, and he's been the reason why. I mean, it, that team might be a 12 seed now, but they're they're going in the right direction. Without him, I mean, this team could be as bad as Washington. Who is also making a playoff run, by the way. Um, yeah, Zach Levine I'm fine with, too. I mean, his efficiency numbers are off the charts. His scoring is obviously up there. Um Honestly, do you feel that Chris Middleton should have made it over one of the Celtics, or are we okay with this? I think the Celtics are more important to the regular season for their team than the Bucks having Chris Middleton. Let me ask you a quick question. Who's a better player, Chris Middleton or Jason Tatum? Jason Tatum, I think. Who's a better player, Chris Middleton or Jalen Brown? There's your answer. So Okay, so I'm good with it. Okay. All right, you ready to move on to the Western Conference? Because honestly, I don't really have any snubs on the Eastern Conference. I think no, uh, and don't come at me with any Trey Young, anybody either. That team no, sucks. No, I, I didn't even bring him up. He's um, he that's for the for the analytics pervs. Um, <laughs> I mean, listen, if you let they me, they must only watch offensive analytics. Then, if you let me fire up a bunch of threes, I might do okay as well from anywhere on the court. By the way, and you're going to lose by thirty. All right, let's move on to the Western Conference All-Stars. Dame Lillard, Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, Zion, Donovan Mitchell, and Paul George. Sean, you got anybody here that stands out to you that should have made this team? Not really. I I think that this is pretty much fine with me. I mean, shit. Do you want to talk about... Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. I, no. I think he's right. Like again, because SGA is having a having a pretty good season. You could throw in SGA. You could throw in De'Aaron Fox into that mix, where they're having a pretty good season, but they're not having a Zach Levine season on the other no. side on a bad team to make an All Star team. And that's what you have to comp it to. Exactly. That I mean, Zach Levine's probably averaging six points more a game than them. So. I don't think that they are that they make the cut. I mean, they're right on the cusp. Um, I'm completely fine with this. I mean, Zion's really started to cook as of the last three weeks, and the Pelicans have looked a little bit better. Um, and you know what? People are going to say, oh, Mike Conley this, Mike Conley that. Donovan Mitchell is the best player on that team. You know, should they have a, should they have had a second All Star because they have the best record? Maybe. I I don't think Anthony Davis is going to be playing in this anyways. I mean, who the hell knows who if anybody's going to be playing in this anyways? But I know Anthony Davis isn't because of that Achilles. So maybe he'll make it as an add on. But 
Donovan Mitchell's the best player on that team. Definitely deserved it. Paul George putting up great numbers. And then don't give me this Devin Booker bullshit. He, nope. he made the all-star team last year. And he got off to a really slow start, and he still hasn't put it into that high gear. Chris Paul is the reason. Exactly. Chris Paul is the reason why this team is where it is, and he definitely deserves to make it. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop on Chris Paul when he gets too old. But, I mean, this guy's putting up numbers at his age with his amount of games under his belt that you haven't seen from a guy, a point guard under a certain height. Every sport is different, but I really think whether it be – award season or all-star selections or whatever, I really think people try to think way too hard when it comes to this. Devin Booker's a really nice player. He made it last year. He's going to make it plenty more times in his career. Probably make it this year as an add-on. Maybe. So it's like, if this team doesn't have Chris Paul, are they where are, are they where they are? No, they're where they were last year. Probably Perfect. looking on the outside looking in. They're, then you then there's nothing more to discuss. Absolutely. It's it's a simple it's a simple question and to me it's an even simpler answer. And he'll be there plenty more times. Like you said, he might even be an add-on this year. But no, I and and he's the inconsistency, if you're gonna be an all-star and you're gonna beat out proven guys who are all-stars every year because they definitively make their team better and make a sizable difference in the standings, you better be freaking balling every night. And he isn't. No, and the only guy I think you can really justify on this list, I mean, maybe two, is Zach Levine and Zion. Yeah. And Zion, I mean, I know the coaches picked the reserves, but Zion also may just get the favorable rate because he's Zion and there was so much hype as well. But unless you're having a Zach Levine type year, you don't deserve to make this team. Right. And he has... No one will ever claim he's a good defender, kind of like that Harden-Kyrie thing we just talked about. But he has been playing better defensively this year. And if i got to choose between him and Trey Young, I'm taking Zach Levine. Oh, 100%. I mean, sheesh. Trey Young, a pervert. You're a pervert. <laughs> um, hey, real quick before we move off NBA, uh, Brooklyn's up nine on Sacramento with 445 left in the second quarter. And then your Knicks are up five on Golden State with three and a half minutes left in the first half. Good to hear. Uh, a couple more wins under the belt before we head into All-Star Weekend would be nice. Uh, apparently, they're not doing the rookie sophomore game this year, or whatever you want to call it, Rising Stars, I think they call it now. Uh, but they might be doing the dunk contest and the three-point shootout. That'll be fun. Bring in Anthony Edwards and bring back the guy he dunked on if he can still if he's still in the <laughs> to league. jump over him. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's nice this year because, I mean, although I'm not – a supporter of the all-star game this year it usually falls on valentine's day weekend um and you know Michaela's not really she she loves sports but i don't think she's going to want to spend all of saturday and sunday night watching basketball you know i can't imagine <laughs> so sometimes I, especially I might... when it's the all-star weekend festivities and nothing that's impacting standings yeah so uh, i mean from that when, when this podcast blows up i'm just that's going to be our valentine's day date is going to all-star weekend well of course but for now i mean i'm until happy until that happens yeah i'm going to be able to enjoy all the festivities because listen if I'm not a proponent of, of them being played this year. I think it's unsafe, but it's a money grab, and they apparently need the money. I'm still going to watch it. You know, It's just like the NFL yeah. with the concussions. I'm my, still going to watch it. <laughs> not quite the same, but I, I hear you. Uh, 
it, it, I, I was obviously very against it, as were you, and we were kind of slamming it a couple weeks ago. But the more I heard David Stern talk about it, listen, the, all the revenue being lost, they do need um, to make money. R.I.P. David Stern. He has passed David on. David Stern, Jesus Christ. Wow. Sean, I mean, bad. you give me shit for names. At least I'm not mentioning guys that aren't even alive anymore. That Adam was a Silver. tough one. Adam that Silver. That was tough. That was tough. <laughs> Adam yeah, Silver's been commissioner been for damn near nope. 10 years. <laughs> Nobody's been listening to David Stern anytime soon for lately. Um, if they have, bad. they should probably <laughs> seek some... Some, some medical attention. <laughs> That's an all-time bad job by me. And you know what? That earns you now. Let's say you've had so many awful ones. I think no, not earned, bad though. Not that bad. I we don't know that. We got to run some of the pods back. Um, let's let's say you get four slip-ups before I get to go anything on you. Okay, that's that's because at least you're not reviving a corpse. Um. <laughs> But, yeah, so listening to Adam Silver talk about it, um, I think it makes sense because they got to make they got to make their money back. Turner's in Atlanta. Turner, this is a huge weekend that, that you know, that they own All-Star Weekend. And it, it makes sense there. And also one thing I didn't really consider when we were bashing it was Chris Paul's the head of the Players Association, and he okayed it. So, obviously, he's a huge vocal point, uh, vocal advocate what did your vp say what did your fearless vice president say i mean he's i don't i have no idea (laughs) no (laughs) one knows Kyrie's gonna go because he's gonna start and i think listen here's the thing okay i have to do man Kyrie's a philanthropist i appreciate it i appreciate how thoughtful he is i appreciate all the money he donates but when he took that little hiatus he was spotted at a nightclub at a birthday party so if he gives me this bullshit that it's unsafe and he doesn't want to go for that reason. I mean, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, not great. Um, it, it's it's again one of those things where do they really want to go? I'm sure because if the the one thing I will say that I still hate is the NBA. If they just came out and said, "Hey, we're gonna try to play an All Star game at this point in the schedule. This is where we would do it. We're gonna monitor the situation and how everything's going in the country and in the Atlanta area." as we get there and we'll make a decision a month ahead so you can let the players know they told the players association there wasn't going to be one and that kind of screws up a lot of teams and a lot of players who were looking forward to the week break that's all 12 day break that's what yeah. they told them that's right damn near two um but yeah that about wraps up the nba talk you ready to talk a little yankees I'd love to. It's been a minute. All right, let's talk about the biggest story at hand first before we go over some of these uh, minuscule signings, as I'll call them. Did you see Aaron Judge's new set of chompers? Oh, hell yeah. Good for him. <laughs> he looks great. He does. I kind of wish he kept it, though. It was kind of like nah, Strahan. That's, that's your boy Strahan stick, and he knew that, and that's why once he got a little bit of jingle in his pocket, he went out and got <laughs> him fixed, and he looks like a million bucks. Well, yeah, he looks, he looks damn good. Looks like you know $4 million bucks from arbitration, huh? But, hey, there you go. Let's hope that $4 million bucks also keeps him on the damn field for 162 Would be nice. Um, all right, so that's that's kind of the off-the-field stuff. Um, a little bit more. Yankee signed Justin Wilson. Um, I feel like he was on the Yankees before. He was. Definitely was. Former Detroit Tiger and New York Mets as well. Um, and he had a pretty good year for the Yanks from what I remember. Yeah, he did. I, I I liked him. You know, he's not really your typical lefty reliever. He doesn't really have that big sweeping breaking no, ball that gets gas. lefties. But he throws gas, and he had a nice year for the Mets this past year. 
Yeah, I like that. Uh, I think he'll be a decent replacement for Adovino. Yeah, I mean, they already brought in O'Day. I think it's just another guy to beef up this bullpen that you know is the biggest thing here, man, that we got to consider, and I, it's going to obviously segue us over into the Brett Gardner re-signing, is you're going from a season where you play 60 games to a season where you're going to likely play 162 and then some into the playoffs. So you can't you got to have as much depth as you possibly Absolutely. can. You don't want to put a lot of innings on these relievers early in the season. You don't want Britain at 40 games by, you know, July 4th. So, and now that you a, mention it, move. segueing into the Gardner signing, you know, I was I was curious as to why they re-signed Gardner after they went out and got a guy, Jay Bruce, but because they have so much depth at outfield. But you know what? Like, that depth at outfield gets thin quick with all these guys and their injuries. So now it makes a little more sense to me now that you put it that way. I think he wanted to be a Yankee. Obviously, he wanted to be a Yankee. He had offers from other teams. And the Yankees told him, hey, you're you're not going to start. But when the one guy that's always durable is Gardner. And Frazier has had a history of being hurt at times. I was great to hear, like we talked about the opening of the pod last time, Aaron Boone saying he's our left fielder, Clint Frazier that is, and then you've got Hicks and then the combination of Judge and Stanton. Those are three guys that have a pretty long injury history, regardless of how long their careers are. Brett Gardner pretty, never hurt. Pretty long? Come on. <laughs> they're, yeah, all gla- so- they're walking fucking glass figures. Right, and even Frazier, who's not had a long major league career at all, has had some serious injuries, including yeah, yeah. concussions. You want to know so, why he hasn't had a long fucking major league career? Because he's always Well, hurt. I mean, as far as serving. That's my guy, though. That's my other baby boy. Yeah. So you've got Talkman still in the system. You've got Wade, who can play some outfield. You bring back Gardy. Talkman's got to get traded. They're not going to do it, man. They're gonna If he has options, they're going to keep him down. Because, like I said, you don't know. And and because you're going from a season of playing so few games to now you're playing in the cold again, you're going to play 162, it, it, these hamstrings and quads and knees What's up? and shoulders. What's up with Anhar? Fragile. What's up with Anhar? My, my girlfriend, her name's Michaela. For, uh, I got to mention it. Uh, she asked yeah. me this. There's, what are we doing? It, he's going to get time at third at first and in the outfield and he's going to start the season most likely in the minor leagues. I don't know, man. That bat. I'm in love with that bat. Sure, but where are you playing him? <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, maybe you could make him a super utility guy, but Tyler Wade's pretty good at that. You got That guy's got to get at bats every day. You saw this past year when he, he started every... He, he started on the major league roster and he was playing twice a week and he was awful. He only got better once Gio was hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any other Yankee news for you? No. So the Gardner re-signing uh, made sense. They got it done. Uh, Justin Wilson to beef up that bullpen. They still have $5.5 million under the luxury tax. I don't know if they'll save that for the trade deadline or make any small moves. James Paxton went back to Seattle. Um, Jake Odorizzi's still out there as a free agent. I think he's going to covet a lot more than $5 million annually. But he's in the arm I'd like to see the Yankees bring in and David Robertson held a showcase so if you can get him on a really cheap deal again why not keep your bullpen as fresh as possible yeah we're competing pretty much with the Dodgers here and they're pretty stacked so we're gonna need everything we can get absolutely depth is everything that's what led them to the division title in game six of the ALCS in 19 yes sir all hands on deck uh you got anything else Sean you done anything interesting what do we got now we're just just getting back to normal. So now that it's back to normal, uh, it, it's weird, man. It's like it feels like nothing happened when you look outside. And um, 
but obviously there's well, still a lot of Well, day 79, I'll get rid of that snow real quick. Yeah, no shit. But, uh, yeah, nothing nothing else too crazy. Just just another week. How about yourself? Uh, well, we I, I mentioned it to you. Started a new podcast for the website. It's called Dino Yeah, Hype shout Cast. that out. Uh, Dino Hype Cast is what it's called. Uh, episode 2 might be recorded late night tomorrow. I don't know. Um, it depends on uh, my buddy's schedule as well as mine. Just talking about uh, weekly drops for sneakers and, and streetwear and clothing and whatnot. Who's your co-host? Uh, you've met him, my friend, your fellow ginger, my friend Ryan. That's right. Yeah, hey, that's, got, that's my guy. two gingers. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, I only do podcasts with gingers. Clint Frazier, you are next. Because we're the fucking best. <laughs> yes. Fortunately, you have no souls, but... Um, with that That's what makes s- us the best. <laughs> With that being said, yeah, you can check it out uh, wherever you find your podcasts, I guess. I'm a Spotify guy myself. I don't know about you, Sean. I think you are. Um, but are you a Spotify guy? I'm more Apple Podcasts, honestly. Ooh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I paid for Spotify, and I was like, why am I using Apple if I pay for this other service? So See, I I'm just, a cheap bastard. I didn't pay for Spotify, so I'm getting it free on Apple. Well, you still use like an iPod Touch to listen to music when Get you work the out. Fuck I've out seen of it, here. bro. Not in, not in, not in years. Bro. What, not what do you use now? Just the phone. Got yeah, the, the iPhone three. The iPhone three, my ass. No, I'm <laughs> using the one I'm talking to you on right now. <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, we also, uh, unfortunately, DinoHypeCo.com does not have an RSS feed like ours does where it uploads the podcast every time to SorrySports.com. Everybody check out the website. Sean better get his ass in gear and start writing some fucking articles. Um, You said you were going to do an article in the beginning of the pandemic. It's been a year and there's nothing. I know. But, you know, you're the you're the my fingers are broken. Um, so get your ass, get your ass type, type, typing away. But yeah, there's a YouTube channel. Just uploading the podcast to that. It's on the website, the link dinohypeco.com. Um, so there's that. Um, I was going to ask you if you've been watching any interesting shows, but being that you haven't had power for (laughs) a week and a half, it seems like I'm, I'm guessing that's a no. That's a no. Oh, well. That's all right. I, I am really starting to get it. a little bit more into some college basketball, though. With uh, I'm trying. St. John's down. playing Villanova tonight. Hopefully they can repeat with another win against them. I don't see it happening, but, hey, you never know. Um, oh, and also, by the way, we will be on the Mike Phillips podcast um, on Saturday, I believe. He wants to have us on, Sean. We'll have to talk off well, the pod. Well, thanks for letting me know. For well, he just, right now, listen, but... listen, bro. He just texted me this about a half hour ago, literally right oh, before yeah. we started recording. So I obviously was going to ask you if you're good for that. I mean, Saturdays are tough, but hey, we'll, maybe we'll throw the kid a bone. Yeah, I, I will. We will talk off the pod and, and try to make something work for sure. But it'll be good to talk to him. It's been a been been a while. Yeah, we're going to be doing some NBA on there. Um, he needs the experts to come in. Well, everybody listened to the pod we did last week, and um, obviously you'll hear some of that stuff coming up with Phillips. But it'll be looking. I'll be looking forward to doing that. You know what is that? That about ten days after we went all in last time. So yeah, be fun. Recycle some of those notes, buddy. It'll be nice and easy. Perfect. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I guess that about wraps it up. Uh, We will be back next week. And that's about it. 
Yeah, so we'll be on uh, Phillips's feed before that, and then uh, coming at you with a rundown, a couple other things. One more thing to tease for you um, with spring training in full effect now. Everybody's reported. Uh, Going to get my buddy Alex Soma on to talk all things prospects. He's kind of the Frenchie of baseball prospects. So um, you know, there's been a lot of trades this off season where we got to talk about hey, who are those prospects heading out of San Diego mostly? Yeah, and. Uh, you know, go up and down a couple of the farm systems for the locals. Very nice. We'll have him on soon, and then we'll have the actual Frenchie on soon, too, because the draft's right around the corner. About two months away, yeah. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Everybody, Take enjoy care, the night. Take care, man.